0: say to the daughter of Zion, See, your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt, placed their cloaks on them, and Jesus sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. oh it's so good to be with you today it is uh, palm sunday it is a holy day it's a celebration day what it is is it's a parade day and you just can't beat a parade um, i'm sure you're familiar with the whole parade experience now i love a parade But it's the crowd and the traffic and trying to find a parking space and the walking two miles toting lawn chairs and blankets and backpacks that I got a problem with. The stuff before the parade and the stuff after the parade, I could do without, you know. But the parade itself, I enjoy. I've been to quite a few parades in my 56 years. I've been to several on Main Street and Disney World. Back in the day, oh, I attended a couple in Cottleville for St. Patrick's. Now, I've I've yet to uh, brave the uh, Mardi Gras parade uh, downtown, but uh, however, I did attend a crazy one, but that was a long time ago. Can you guess the event? yeah the guy in the upper right hand corner holding the pennant will clue you in right that's my daughter and my wife in january of 2000 at the victory parade cheering on the super bowl champion the st louis rams yeah good times good times Uh, today's a good time too it's another parade day it's palm sunday i always love the palm sunday day parade Um, it's kind of a break you know, from the soberness of Lent. It's a parade day in which we turn our attention off of our deadly sin and onto our Savior who comes in so triumphantly. Jesus spends some time receiving for just a moment before he gives it all away. Our Lord has the most brutal week ahead, a week of intense confrontation Last words, hard teachings, as the cleansing of the temple, the anguish in the upper room, the wrestling in the Garden of Gethsemane, the betrayal, the arrest, the beatings and suffering. There's going to be hell to pay this week, and Jesus will pay it. We cannot imagine the weight of it all but today uh, there's a break there's a parade jesus is coming to town it's Time to enjoy, enjoy the parade. Now, this isn't your typical parade, not by today's standards nor by the standards of Jesus' day because this wasn't your Roman parade, you know, not the typical pageantry. Jesus doesn't come riding in on the white stallion, you know, there's no chariots, there's no soldiers marching, there's no trumpets blaring or grandstanding. Because that ain't Jesus. It's a different parade. Jesus comes in very humbly, gently, is the word. He rides unsteadily on a donkey, which is all symbolism there. It's an animal symbolic of peace. It's symbolic of humility. But that's not to say that this is a solemn affair. No, not at all. It's, it's raucous. Uh, there's a large crowd assembled, and they're, they're waving their political banners of palm branches, and they're rolling out the red carpet as they you know, throw their coats on the ground before him, and they're shouting, You're the man! You go, man, blessed, blessed are you, comes in the name of the Lord, Woo. you know, and the crowd is fired up, and, and they could not, and they would not be silenced. And Jesus is just in the middle of it all. And he's enjoying it. He's enjoying the parade. He's enjoying the people. Imagine him smiling at the children there. As they're waving their palm branches, smiling at those who are honoring him with their shouts of Hosanna. And Jesus is just kind of taking it all in for a moment and just enjoying for just a little time. Enjoying this time. Enjoying the favor for once. <laughs> the favor of all the people. Well, not all the people. You can bet it's a mixed crowd for sure. You had those who loved him, and you had others like, of course, the Pharisees and those religious leaders who just hated him, and then you had a whole bunch of people who just didn't know what to think. You know, the the closing verses in our text uh, for today shed some light here. Matthew records that when Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, who is that? And the crowds answered, oh, that's Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth and Galilee. Now they see him as a prophet, yeah. And they see him as someone important, that's good. But no one really notices or points out that this is actually the son of the living God. No one mentions that he is the the perfect sacrifice for sin and what he's about to do. No one mentions he's the redeemer or the the one who was to come and make everything new. You see, nobody fully gets Jesus and what he's up to today and what's really going on. You know, they're whooping it up for this political champion They're looking for an earthly ruler. This warrior king is going to come and crush those hated Romans and rightfully restore the nation of Israel. They didn't get it. He's not that kind of king. They didn't realize it would be through suffering on a cross, through his shed blood, through his death and resurrection, Jesus came to crush Satan not the Romans. He would restore mankind spiritually, not politically. Nah, they they just don't get it. They they don't understand what brought Jesus into Jerusalem. And I find it most awesome, amazing, wonderful, I don't know what the right word is, cool, (laughs) crisp that Jesus doesn't stop the parade, you know? He doesn't correct everybody. He doesn't hop off the donkey, you know, and grab a microphone and bawl everyone out for their misinformed, misplaced aspirations of him. He doesn't say, hold on, wait, 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 wait. Hold on here, people, you don't get me. What are you trying to pull? You can't pin all that on me. That ain't Jesus. He just goes along for the ride. He's gonna let him be. He lets the crowd enjoy him. He doesn't rain on their parade because they don't understand. There's a, there's a memory I have, um, and I, I it always comes to mind uh, whenever I go to a parade, and it's not a good memory, um it happened oh more than 20 years ago i was at the italian fest parade in collinsville right right there on main street got a collinsville buddy right here in the front row collinsville you know the parade the italian fest big deal i'll never forget i was there in main street with mary our two little girls at the time and Everyone crowded in along the sidewalks, and the parade's about to begin, and, and you could hear the band coming you know, off in the distance, and the kids were excited. They were just little shrimps. This might have been their very first parade, you know. and so Mary and I, we were excited for them. And uh, it was a warm and sunny September afternoon. I was wearing my treasured Chicago Cubs hat, tied for first place. And the the parade, you know, starts in Collinsville with uh, the American flag. And I was watching, you know, the flag process. And when all of a sudden, this older gentleman, who wasn't that gentle, he backhands me with a smack right in the middle of my chest. And he orders me to remove my hat. Loud enough for everyone to hear. He shouted at me. He said, don't you have any respect for the Stars and Stripes, young man? Stunned, you know, I mean, and Mary looked at me, and I removed my hat, and I felt my face get hot, because I was really embarrassed. Wasn't thinking, I guess. I was kind of paying attention to my girls. or I, I didn't mean to be un-American. I felt bad about my stupidity and for missing it. And I felt bad about getting balled out in front of my wife and my kids and everyone else who was now watching the lesson. Jesus doesn't do that to the crowd, right or wrong. He lets them enjoy him and enjoy the parade. And he does that for us too, you know. We don't fully get it either. Can we really, really understand what He went through for us? Can we fully comprehend the, the mystery and the sacredness of His body and His blood in, with, and under, this bread, and the wine at the Lord's Supper? Can we grasp the magnitude that God himself brings the dead to life through the sacrament of baptism. We really get all that's going on there? That's what sacrament means, you know. It's Latin for mystery. Baptism and the Lord's Supper are mysteries. They're mysteries that we don't fully really understand but we graciously and gladly receive it and enjoy. Jesus came so that we would have life and have it to the full. So that we would enjoy the blessings of the kingdom even if we don't fully understand. And and all of this, you know, not quite getting it, but enjoying it anyway, reminds me of another parade. That's right, I'm talking about the road to the Final Four. Now, now some of you are nodding your heads already. Ernst Mayer can see you in the background. You're like, yeah, I get it, man. Others of you don't have a clue of what I just said, road to the Final Four. And if you're one of those, let me just say, you're really missing out. It's March Madness, even in April, it's brackets and pools, it's Sweet 16 and Elite 8, it's awesome, baby. It's the most wonderful time of the year. And for a few short, glorious weeks, when the NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament to end all tournaments takes place in order to determine a national champion, and I love it. And by the way, the big game's tomorrow night, don't you dare miss it. One shining moment, I can hardly wait, but not everybody gets it. That's why I've been doing my best here to educate the church and school staff at Messiah for well over two decades now. To participate in the joys and the blessings of this tournament. Uh, that's, That's the wall, right? Right over there, right through that door. That's the uh, wall of the uh, church office. And I took this picture before the uh, tournament began in mid-March, and you can see that uh, it's covered with a giant bracket and a whole lot of orange paper basketballs. And each basketball has a name of someone on the staff who I randomly matched with a team from the tournament, pulled them out of a hat. Pastor Jim got Louisiana. I was stuck with Mizzou. (laughs) While others, like Ryan Fendler. He received San Diego State. I mean, come on, who can write this stuff? But the winner is gonna get this very cool trophy for one year and an apple pie from Menino's Market. That's the big prize. Now, some on the staff, they get it. They're in, Sandy, you get it. Uh, Some, like me, I'm totally into it. Some others, man, no, no, not so much, you know, but whether... You get it or you don't get it, it don't matter. There's no fee. You you don't need to know about the finer points of basketball. It's just root for your team. Just keep your eye on the wall. (laughs) Enjoy the parade. Enjoy it while it lasts. Now, Jesus knows that the time is short. You come Friday, It'll be an altogether different parade. The cheering crowd is gone. And it's replaced by an angry mob and they're waving their fists instead of palms. Spreading lies, not cloaks. Crucify is gonna be the shout that's heard, not Hosanna. And Jesus is going to be paraded through the streets and not riding carrying the cross. Marched madness begins. And they will hurl insults. And as he goes along, they will spit on him. And they will flog him. And then they'll nail him. And who could understand that, that he would willingly go and suffer and die for them, for us? And he whispers from the cross, Father, forgive them, they don't know. pin it all on me and the sin of the world is pinned on him because he won't let us be, he becomes that which he is not switching places with us so that we could be what we never could be without his shed blood and that is sinless and faultless before the throne of almighty God and that is the gospel. And it is the most amazing, awe-inspiring, incredible, I don't have the word for it, love of God, which is in Jesus Christ, our Lord, that he would lay down his life for you, for me. The Bible tells us that it surpasses all human understanding. What an upset, talk about a Cinderella story. It's shocking, really. And that cross, that instrument of death becomes our joy. Here's a picture from a different wall in our church. These are a collection of crosses that are hanging up in my office. Jesus has made the cross beautiful. It is a symbol of sacrificial love and and victory. The cross now gives us reason to celebrate because it's not the end of the parade, not at all, for our champion rises from the dead. Marched madness becomes Easter gladness. He has risen. But the empty tomb isn't the end of the parade either. No, get this. Easter gladness becomes a forever, eternal, everlasting life of joy. Then we will fully understand. See, there's one more parade coming. There's a final parade, and it'll be a different parade. Listen to how it will be. St. Paul writes, 1 Thessalonians chapter four, we don't want you to be ignorant about those who have fallen asleep or to grieve like the rest of everybody else who doesn't have any hope. I'll pause there. Just a moment, we got the time. Let's just stop. Just a moment, just I just want you to think about somebody you love, somebody you miss that has fallen asleep. Just think about that person. Dear friends, we have so much to look forward to. We've got a great hope and a great future. I can't wait for the parade. Imagine the next time you see that person, <laughs> you're gonna wanna worship them, but they won't let you. I can't wait for the parade. It's like I'm sitting on the sidewalk and I can hear off in the distance, the band is coming, but they ain't here yet. It's all just kind of around the corner. And so we wait expectantly for something good for the parade to start. Paul continues, we believe that Jesus died and rose again, and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. Can you imagine it? There they are in this parade. I know that guy. I know that. According to the Lord's own word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left till the coming of the Lord will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep, for the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and now the trumpet, the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive, and our left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. What a parade that shall be. No more death. Or mourning. Or crying. Or pain or misunderstandings, sin. The old order of things shall pass away, and he will come, and he will make all things new. When Jesus comes for that last parade, ah, then we'll finally understand, and we'll finally get it. For now, we keep the faith, believing in that which is to come. But we're not left clueless either. Last point. We're not clueless. The disciple John was told to write it down. It's a tip-off found in the back of the book. After this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every tribe, nation, people, language, standing before the throne and in front of Jesus. They were wearing white robes and holding, oh snap, palm branches, (laughs) and they cried out, Amen. Praise and glory and wisdom and thank you and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen and amen. Pastor Jim, will you please pray for us?